Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you today, Michael? I'm stuffed. You're stuffed, are you? Stuffed. I cannot control myself on Thanksgiving. Yeah. We got a honey-baked ham. Sorry. I think if the pilgrims had their choice of turkey or honey-baked ham, you know what we would be having normally on Thanksgiving. Well, I think they would go both ways because that's what we did. You uh, went both ways. In our house. Well, can't you argue. Know, I can't argue with going we, well, one of our big. One of our uh, guests here at Christ Culture and Cinema, uh, Jared Skopak, international private banker, man of mystery. Big time. Uh, his, his girlfriend, Jillian, not, not a turkey gal. So um, my own heart. So you got a little ham, did you? So we got a we got a ham, and of course we rotisserie our turkey. Ooh, you haven't lived Sounds until juicy. you've till you've had my turkey. I, I could go with that. It's good. It's See, good the, stuff. The smoked turkey I know Kensky does mm-hmm. tasted like ham. Mm-hmm. But yes, I might as well buy ham. That's true. And have you ever had deep fried turkey? I have not had it. I've seen it. I've been intrigued. I it's, know Tina's uh, son, Bryant, yeah. they would they would fry a turkey along with bacon yeah. one. Now, Haven't done it. There was on the news this morning that frying turkeys uh, is one of the leading causes of house fires on Thanksgiving <laughs> so, Day. <laughs> so we've got fireworks on the 4th. we got frying turkeys at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's Holidays. But today we're not talking about uh, a, a turkey, turkey movie. We're we're going a little uh, little back in the wayback machine uh, to Guardians of the Galaxy, later framed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, uh, because Volume Two has already been released and Volume Three is set it's to coming. come out in 2023. Hey, before that, 2022. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Got that to look forward to next do, year. Do they decorate Groot as a Christmas tree? <laughs> it mm. just says Star-Lord, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, and Groot engage in some spirited shenanigans. Nice. Something to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it then. This movie was released July 21, 2014, uh, directed and written by James Gunn, who will also go on to write and direct Volume 2 and is in the process of doing Volume 3 of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. He's a writer. Uh, But alas, he also jumped into the DC world and did... Uh, Suicide Squad, the 2021 release, which is not a bad movie, and we may have to take a look at some of these DC Universe ones that keep rolling down. Now, this particular movie had a large budget, but when you are in the DC Universe, would you expect anything less? Now, let's keep in mind, when we did the Florida Project, the budget was $11 million dollars. The budget for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, two hundred thirty-two point two million dollars. It's a lot of money to make That's a movie. It's a lot of serious cash, isn't it? But, but at the box office, worked out. We all kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy because it made seven hundred seventy-two point eight million dollars. Has spawned off two more movies and is now an integral part. Of the Marvel Universe. It's a big time. 
I don't think we could think of the Marvel now, Universe without these guys. I will be the first to admit, mm -hmm. I saw an interview with Vin Diesel mm -hmm. where I heard his character only says, I am Groot. You know, and he was trying to explain all the different ways he can really portray what he means. And I thought it was ridiculous. I, I am never Groot. watched this movie until last summer. My son said, you're watching the whole MCU in yeah. the order that should mm -hmm. be watched. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad he had me do it. I am Groot. <laughs> Does that mean you're hungry? I am Groot. Do you want ham? I'm sure the answer will be, <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> Oh well, boy. let's let's talk about the actors in this movie. We have uh, the star of the movie is Peter Quill, also known, and he kind of self-describes himself as Star-Lord, Star -Lord. played by Chris Pratt, who we have covered in uh, Christ Culture and Cinema when oh, we yeah. did The Tomorrow, Tomorrow War. War. He was excellent. And let's not forget uh, the Jurassic World series. He's a key figure well, in those. We talked about Christ Culture and Cinema doing Passengers, because mm -hmm. that is a very strong movie. I know my, we think we talked about my son had to do it for yeah. a, a assignment in college. I like that movie. Yeah, we're going to have to do that one, because... We're going to oh, do it. That's... Wow. That's a given. It's given. coming up. Coming. Uh, but Teaser. let's not forget, he's in Parks and Recreation. <laughs> we just love him in that television yes. show. Zero Dark Thirty, and I, you know, I never knew this, and I don't know where my brain was. He is the voice of Emmett in the Lego movie. Yeah. I, yep. for some reason, I did not know that. And go watch the Lego movie. It's a lot of fun. We could probably do that on Christ Culture and we Cinema. We love Legos. Uh, now, uh, the next character is Gamora, who is green. Uh, you can't have an outer space <laughs> movie without a green woman. That's kind that's, of a given. That's true. Now, played by Zoe Saldona and... You want to talk about making some great career choices? She wasn't just green. She uh, was blue. She was also blue. Avatar. Mm. And oh, by the way, when you look up uh, Zoe, you will discover that she is in all the Avatar movies that Disney will be rolling out at us one a year for, for the rest of our yeah. lives. That's yeah, the I think way it's it the looks even like. Years. Yeah, it's, yeah, they got four more coming up uh, every even year coming up. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. insane. But let's not forget, she Love was it. in the reboot... Of the Star Trek movie series as well. Yep. I, I liked her in The Terminal. Yeah. Tom Hanks. I thought she was excellent. That's true. And and I have not seen, I admit, I got a little uh, past all the uh, Pirates of the Car uh, Caribbean, but she was in Black Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. So That's she, right. She was good. She has a thing for choosing franchise-type roles. Let's, She's uh, living right. Let's call Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Uh, playing, playing Drax the Destroyer is Dave Batista, uh, most known originally for his run in World Wrestling Entertainment under the wrestling name Batista. Uh, but he's been in some great movies. He's been in uh, recently Dune, which... It was so good. They've already announced they're making the sequel to it. Uh, the James Bond series. Uh, mm -hmm. spec uh, he was Inspector. Um, My Spy. Uh, go back. Riddick. The, the Riddick yep. series. Hotel Artemis. He's yeah. really building he well. a nice career for himself. And we love him in and Guardians. Let's be honest. It's wrestling. Yeah. You're learning to act. Oh, sure. Those wrestlers are naturals when they come to the acting world because they've just spent... 
live. I mean, there's no camera. There's no fixing it. You're out in front of everybody acting. And, it's and, live. And they're yeah. good actors. They're, they're, some of them are outstanding. Oh. Now, let's talk about the two characters where the uh, their voices are lent uh, by actors, but they are CGI. Uh, the first is Rocket, who kind of looks like a raccoon. Uh, great voice, Bradley Cooper. He's something. We love Bradley. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've, we've covered him in this, uh, this uh, Christ Culture and Cinema with A Star is Born. We did. Uh, American Sniper. American we, Hustle. We didn't cover him in uh, Hangover? Hangover 2? We haven't we done the do Hangover uh, just series, no. Okay. Uh, uh, one that we might be able to get away with on this podcast. I watched it the other night. It was on, and, I, you know, you have to stop when Which it's one? on. Wedding Crashers. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's I pretty just good. He, love that movie. I, you know, and oh he's, not, he's not one of the stars. You don't think of him in that, but he's in it. But he's in now, it. I was afraid you were going to go to The Mule, and I'm like, haven't we covered enough uh, strange, angry, old Clint Eastwood movies? Yeah, but, no, we don't want, I don't think we're going to do good. that one. He was in the A-Team where he plays Face. Oh, yeah. That was all set up for a sequel. That never happened. Eh, it didn't come off the way I think they wanted eh, It to. wasn't as good you, as they You thought. mentioned American Sniper, right? <laughs> Yes, I did. I, the way he buffed up for that one. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Oh, yeah. It was impressive. He, he looked huge. Well, and then think about how haggard he looked for A Star is Born, That's where true. he's playing an alcoholic. I mean, Played the rough man. He's really good. He's a great actor. But in this movie, he's a great voice as Rocket. He is. Uh, now, we have already referenced Groot, the tree-like mm. uh Guardian of the Galaxy, uh, and voiced by Vin Diesel. And how many ways can you say, I am Groot? Well, he does it. He Lots does of it. different ways. I did not know there was Surprise such a Surprise he was skill. able to pull himself away from the Fast and Furious franchise yeah. or or his uh, Xander Cage. Yeah, Triple X. X, you know, mm-hmm. he... Uh, or Chronicles of Riddick. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, he's in, I, I miss that he was in Saving Private Ryan. Yes, I just he saw was. That. Yeah. I didn't, I'd have to go back and look and watch for him because yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah, he's uh, right yeah. after the uh, beaches of Normandy. Uh, he's there in the when they're when they're all gathering together, getting their uh, missions to go to the various places. Wow. it's a bit role, but a lot Early. of there were a lot of people in there with a bit role in that movie. Hey, it's a Tom Hanks movie. That's where I'd want to be if I was a up and coming. Just actor. don't travel with Tom Ooh. Hanks, or <laughs> you've already referenced getting stuck in the airport terminal. That's right. So there you go. Uh, moving on, let's talk about the villain in this movie and there are three that jump right out oh, yeah. uh, Korath who's played by Jaman Hansu and he's an African actor in an excellent excellent movie called Blood Diamond mm-hmm. uh, but he's also in Amistad which is about the uh, slave trading uh, and uh, the slaves that revolted at sea and took over the ship uh, he's in. He's the voice in uh, one of the voices in Shazam, uh, mm-hmm. a recent DC Universe movie. Uh, he's in the Legend of Tarzan. Yep. He's got a lot of credits to his. Yeah, name. I had the new Charlie's Angels one. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah, he's a voice in Aquaman yep. too. He did uh, Fast and Furious Seven, mm-hmm. and then going way back into one of my boys' favorite movies back in the day. Yeah, Aragon. Really, he was an Aragon. So yeah. he's been around. He's, a good one. he's been around longer than you and know. He was the Black Panther back in 2010 in one of the cartoon Black Panther movies. Right, he was know, the voice of the yeah. voice of the Black Panther. So. Uh, Nebula, who uh, is Gamora's half sister, stepsister, uh, another one who is figuring out how to get into franchise roles, yeah, played by some big ones, Karen Gillan, uh, Jumanji. Uh, the reboot with The Rock, 
uh, love her in those. We should do those. Those are, are good. Those are really we, good. We may have to go back to the Robin Williams one first. I don't know. That's, I mean, well, they're all so great. Good. But they're I, good. these yeah. reboot ones, and she is fantastic in those. And she she hit it big with television with the uh, reboot of Doctor Who from, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was 2008 to 2013. She was there for a while. You know, now she's in this, and her character... Mm-hmm. Her character has lived on in, you know, and by the way, all these characters that we're mentioning somehow make their appearance in whether it be Black Panther, uh, the MCU, uh, the, you, all you these know, crossover the Marvel Universe movies. is huge. It's incredible. So, but but again, talking about a Tom Hanks movie, yeah, Circle. Oh. She she went there, got her got her face in the Tom Hanks and and the Big Short ended up being huge. That's and had right, Bradley Cooper, I believe. Yeah. So she's she's been around. That was a good uh, one. Now let's talk about the the real villain in the movie is Ronan the Destroyer. Uh, Ronan is played by Lee Pace. Uh, of course, he appears in Captain Marvel as himself he's in the scary MCU. And everything. Oh, he is. Just scary. Uh, he's in Lincoln, the movie Lincoln, which yep. was an outstanding movie. I didn't realize this. He was in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three yep, Hobbit that. movies. I had no idea. So there he shows up. I, I like him in uh, Breaking Dawn parts one and two. Mm-hmm. You know, plays just one of the vampires. So a bit, bit characters that's there to help. Yeah. Fun character. Excellent actor. Yeah, he's good. So let's now talk about uh, Peter Quill's um, pseudo-guardian. Pseudo-father-like figure. Friends. I don't yeah. know what you'd call him. The first is Yondu. Now, Yondu is the blue-skinned guy with this detachable thing on his head and a wand weapon that acts to his whistle. He's interesting. Played by Michael Rooker, who, oh, by the way, guess where he shows up? The reboot, the 2021 version of The Suicide Squad. (laughs) Of course. Hmm, Isn't that interesting? He's got a lot of credits. I forgot how much he's been in. He's been been in a ton of stuff, but just some more recent things. Fantasy Island is a movie. He Mm -hmm. was in 2020, I believe that came out. I went in the Wayback Machine a little bit. He was in JFK, which was the movie done with, uh, I'm trying to think of... Costner. There it is. Kevin Costner. Costner, You got it. I I liked him in The Walking Dead. He was in the first season or two. Daryl's brother. He's wacko, Mm -hmm. of course, because he plays wacko character. But, of course, if you're in The Walking Um, Dead, you do end up getting dead. (laughs) He goes way back, Scarface, Mm -hmm. and then Days of Thunder. Another Tom Cruise movie that we have yet to do a Tom Cruise movie. We have yet to do a Tom Cruise movie. We should just reference that every time that we've yet to do a Tom Cruise movie. Are we avoiding Tom Cruise or are we building up? Have we done a Tom Hanks movie? Oh, my word. I mean, those are the two biggest actors. Yes, we have. We did Sleepless in Seattle, which is our least least listened to podcast (laughs) of all time. We do not have the romantics out there listening to Christ Culture they, they, and Cinema. They don't think romance when they think of us. No. Uh, now, playing opposite... With a voice like yours? Well, well, I don't face know. for radio. That's exactly <laughs> right. And playing opposite of Yondu as his right-hand man is Craglin, who's played by, oh, wait for it, Sean Gunn, who is related Uh-oh. to the director... James Gunn. That makes sense. And guess what he has been in? Oh, wait for it. Suicide Squad, uh, Suicide Squad 2021. Uh, a lot of television, by the way. Superstore and the Gilmore Girls. <clears throat> so these are, you know, he's a guy that's kind of up and coming, but he has found a great little role 
in the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. In his brother's movies. Yeah, that helps a lot when your brother's <laughs> a great writer and making movies. This is uh, true. Now let's talk about the people on uh, that are the kind of the the good guys of the movie. Uh, Nova Prime. Okay. Okay. Good. Well. Yeah. Let's play, let's talk. She Nova. is kind of a good one in this movie. That's oh, she true. is. Yeah. Nova she has that. That's good. right. She's on the good side. She's on the good side. Law by. She's still crazy. Well, she is. Glenn Close. Uh, we, we know Glenn Close from a bazillion movies, but mm-hmm. uh, just because we did it only a couple of weeks ago, Cruella, she did the live-action Disney reboot of 101 and then 102 Dalmatians. Uh, Uh-oh. How about Air Force One when she played the vice president? It's true. She was it's in true. the Disney uh, movie Hook. I, I went straight to Fatal Attraction. Sorry. Of course you did. And Damages, because I really like Damages. She was freaky in that, too. I liked her in The Natural. Oh, and that's going back. That's a good one. A little Redford, yes. Little Have Robert, we done Robert Redford? I know. Good stuff. We got and, a lot more to do. And, of course, The World According to Garp. Hey, father figures. I mean, mm-hmm. naked Terry Bradshaw, how do you go wrong? Well, this is true. Well, I think you do go wrong just by that <laughs> statement. <laughs> Not on Christ okay. Culture and Cinema. Playing Corman Day, the incomparable John C. Riley. Yes. And... When I think John C. Riley, I know where you're going. Talladega Nights, Nights I saw the Ballad movie. of Ricky Bobby. You love that movie. There's a cougar in the car. I mean, come on, you can't right. just. I'm watching that, that this weekend. Oh my word! But wait, he's also in Step Brothers, which is an awful movie, but I've seen it so many times <laughs> that and, I can quote and, it. And Anchorman. Oh and all no, he's not ones. in Anchorman. Oh, it showed him in Anchorman. Well, it's a bit role. Bit he's role. not the main guy no, in Anchorman. Not. But then let's not forget, he is really a very fine actor. Yes. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, the Aviator. Gangs of New York. Yeah. He's yep, in yep. some seriously good movies. Uh, Kong. Kong as well. He, he uses his voice in Sing. Yeah. A little animated. And, and of course, my favorite animated movie, I think, is one of, it's become one of my favorites. I still love The Incredibles, okay. but Wreck-It Ralph. Oh. That, that was so well done. Yeah. And he plays Wreck-It Ralph. There you big, go. He's big time. And then the last one we'll mention of the good guys, so to speak, is Denarian Saul, played by Peter Serafinowitz. The fact that I could say Serafinowitz is, I think, an it's accomplishment. Well done. Uh, he's in the comedy Spy. Excellent role there. Uh, Sean of the Dead, he's in that. Uh, John Wick 2, a real diverse background. He plays this kind of uh, overly tight type of character, uh, just kind of is who he is. And then the last two characters I want to mention, uh, one is the broker who Peter Quill will mm-hmm. initiate uh, trying to transaction with, Christopher Fairbank. We're going to go into Wayback bank back machine for him. He was in the Batman movie from 1989. It's going back a little ways. That goes way back. Uh, Alien 3. And here's a movie that we could probably do on Christ Culture and Cinema one day just because it's such a weird, funny, goofy movie. The Fifth element did you get that one love the fifth element love the fifth oh, element yeah, bruce willis uh it's it's hilarious oh it's a great movie it's fun it, it is a great one 
So now wait, uh, you have something else there? This is we're talking about Benicio, right? No, 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 oh, no. This is Christopher Fairbanks. Oh, Fairbanks. That's where I was. Now okay. we'll go to the collector. Fairbanks. Yeah, we'll go to the collector. Remember the collector? The collector. And the collector has all sorts of oddities and things from all over the space world, including an American dog wearing an astronaut costume, <laughs> and wait for it, <laughs> Howard the Duck. Uh, I totally forgot about Howard. He had Howard the Duck there, too. This is played by Benicio del Toro. And we know Benicio most recently from Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. It was good in that. Uh, he's the yep. uh, he's the code breaker. Uh, Cesario. Uh-huh. Uh, Traffic. He was in the movie Traffic. Go way back now. Okay, where are you going? Usual Suspects. Uh, Come on, The Usual Suspects comes up somewhere. There you go. Have we done a Baldwin brother? I don't yeah, We got to do some more work. So. We well, have to go twice a week. Right now, the one Baldwin brother is <laughs> having a little legal problem. Well, that's true. Because they sort of uh, shot and killed somebody on their set, and that is not good. He was set up. Yeah, you think so? Conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy theory on that one, taking down Alec Baldwin. Oh, so. boy. Now... The Guardians of the Galaxy, that is a huge cast, one of the biggest ones we have ever done. It's probably have, where half the budget went. Holy cow, you're a not A lot of big kidding. people, big names. But now the beauty of this movie is this. We we have this wonderful gift of music in this movies, and it's basically 70s and 80s yacht rock music. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. And it's, it's Peter Quill, who is this you know, kind of a space ravager slash petty thief and the movie starts with him getting this uh prized thing that he has no idea what it is he has no clue no clue if he did he wouldn't have gone for it i don't think he would have and as he has this thing uh gamora the green woman is trying to get it from him oh and so is rocket and groot everybody wants it and what happens is they all get arrested and sent to prison uh, for for public vagrancy and who the heck else knows why they were thrown into prison so quickly. But the people who arrest them don't even know what is in that little orb because they just have it locked up with Peter Quill stuff. There in the prison, they meet Drax the Destroyer. And Drax... Drax. They, these, these characters, Peter, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot... Eh, they don't really necessarily like each other very much. Well, they're all used to doing their own thing mm-hmm. for their own purpose, yeah. and it's more survival. Yeah, Rocket you know. and Groot are a pair. Yeah. All right, they like yeah, yeah, each yeah. other. But Drax, he doesn't like Gamora because Gamora worked for Ronan, who killed Drax's wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. So she, he doesn't have any use for her. Uh, Peter Quill doesn't trust Gamora because well, she was trying to steal from him. Let's face it. When you're kidnapped at eight years old and taken away from your planet, mm-hmm. you could probably have some trust issues. Yeah, this is you very know, true. This is probably they could use some uh, some head work there. Well, and oh, by the way, we discover as the franchise unfolds, Gamora doesn't have that too dissimilar a past as right. Peter Quill, which is kind of an interesting piece. Well, these characters end up working together to break out of prison. And when they break out of prison, they're going to uh, get this thing that Peter has. They're going to make a profit off it. They're going to sell it, and then they're going to all go their separate ways. That is, of course, until they discover that what they have could destroy worlds. That it really is an infinity stone, and it's 
the Power Stone. It, again, brilliance of the MCU universe. Before you understand all the stones and how they all work together. And in fact, this is the movie where you first find out what all the stones are and right. how they work together. There's that great scene that um, the collector, I believe. No, it was um, yeah, Michael, the- Michael Rooker. Uh, wasn't he? No, y- it was Yonda. the Yondu. Yondu. Was no, Yondu. No, no, Yondu no. has no idea what it is. <clears throat> it is the, co- it's yeah, the, the collector. collector. Yeah, he's explaining how all the stones kind of work together. And, you know, sorry, mm-hmm. this is Thanos wasn't uh, a whole lot. I mean, this is really setting up the basis of what we watch as the uh, MC universe. Yeah, and ultimately the Avengers leading to the end game. Exactly. Um, exactly. Very, very well done, but they realize... Now, all of a sudden, as a group of five, uh, they have a responsibility because this thing is dangerous and could destroy worlds. It's where they really do become the guardians of the galaxy. The problem is... That's how it works. The problem is the Infinity Stone that they have, the Power Stone, falls into the clutches of Ronan, who places it in his hammer and will use it to destroy worlds. and half, half the world. And his first target, of course, is going to where Nova Prime and the people all live, along with Corman uh, Day and Denarian Saul and all of that. He's going to destroy that world. And these guardians of the galaxy work together. They, right. they, they reach out to people who arrested him and said, Ronan is coming. And I, you have no reason to trust me, but we need your help. And it's it's in honesty, it's in uh, the conveyance of this message that they really do believe these these five former break out of jail inmates are trying to preserve and protect the galaxy. It, it is a neat moment. I just rewatched a scene where. Uh... They're, they're getting to the end. Groot lights up the area so they can see they're all walking together. You just mm-hmm. showed, you know, about the, the the way that they're coming together as a group. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of a neat start because, it, you know, we obviously, like you said, there's a sequel. There's more coming. There's a third one coming. There's, you know, we see it throughout the other Marvel movies. This is the beginning. It's yeah. fun. This is the very beginning. I love that scene is they're, they're in Ronin's ship. They're going to get Ronin. They have a plan. It's dark, and Groot opens his hands, and he's little lights, and he goes, when did you learn to do this? And, you know, and Peter Quill looks at him and goes, I'm sure the answer is going to be, I am Groot. <laughs> <I'm> Groot. <laughs> well, he, he, as they're walking, he goes... I, he, he thanks them for taking him back after his, you know, his, his bad decisions and bad moves. And he goes, you, you, Peter Quill, you are my friend. And then he looks at Groot and he goes, this dumb tree, he is my friend. And then he looked at Gamora and said something that he shouldn't have said. And, you don't well, want to the, say it on Christ Gulch? No. And the, the moment, this is a podcast. You can say whatever you well, want. The, he says, this green fill in, the, fill in something inappropriate. <laughs> and she yells at him and... Not good. And who Not shows good. up at the end? Nebula. Nebula. And she screams, she screams at her sister. And what does Drax do? He blasts her with a blaster and he goes, nobody talks to my friends like that. A beautiful scene. It's a beautiful scene. It's a bit Because they've come together with common purpose, common mission, common goal. And instead of moving in different directions and in different ways, they're utilizing their gifts, their skills together 
to guard the galaxy. And you saw that from the prison break. Yeah. They all had different skills. Mm-hmm. You, you needed Groot's ability. You needed Rocket's ability. You needed yeah. Star-Lord's ability. I mean, they all had a part to play. Yeah, you know, and it's it's really funny. It, it reminds me so much, uh, and this is after after the crucifixion, resurrection, Gospel of John, you got these, these 40 days where the disciples are going... Uh, we're not really sure what it is we're Did supposed we to be doing. Three years. Yeah. yeah. And, and it says this. It's uh, John chapter 21. It says, After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Now, mind you, here they are. They're at the Sea of Tiberias. They are not doing what I would call mission and ministry outreach at this point. No. It says, Simon Peter... Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, so James and John, two others of it, and two others of his disciples were together. We don't know who the other two were. Bummer they didn't get mentioned. They didn't get mentioned. They obviously didn't uh, have the same uh, needs and skills. And I love this. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. That's what a fisherman does, right? It's kind of, I am Groot. Right? I am there Groot. And I'm hungry. they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. So, I am Groot. They Still caught hungry. no fish. So just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, I am Groot. No. <laughs> he said to them, cast the net on the other side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved, i.e. John, therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. I am Groot. There it is. When Simon Peter heard this, it was the Lord. He put out out his outer garment. He was stripped for work, threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. And the Bible according to the MCU edition. I am Groot. And what happens here is the disciples all of a sudden are are they're spending time together. They're learning right. about each other without Jesus present. They're becoming, in essence, a team. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. will unfold from there is the apostolic witness and outreach of the church into the world. And they're going to go to various places using their gifts, their abilities, their skills in those locations, some are going to form very natural teams. Peter and John, for example, mm-hmm. uh, down the road, Paul and Barnabas will be later uh, disciples, so to speak, of the Lord that find a kinship and working together. Paul and Silas, and so on and so on. We're going to see this kind of movement of collaboration and utilizing gifts and skills and abilities to get something for one purpose done and what is that saving the world saving the, saving world. the world same purpose that mcu has absolutely saving the world but saving the world through the blood and righteousness of jesus they got the power not through an infinity stone and really let's yeah. let's think about it so the movie kind of comes to this amazing climax it's they're, they 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 bring down ronin's ship they he's crashed on nova prime uh, there they all are. They're uh, the guardians of the galaxy. And Peter Quill says to Ronan, he starts dancing. And Ronan goes, what What are you doing? He goes, dancing, bro. It's a dance-off. 
And they, he starts dancing and he goes, I, I don't understand. What, what is this? He thinks they're going to, you know, have this great cosmic battle. And he goes, I'm distracting you, you big doofus. Whereupon Drax shoots him with that cannon thing. It hits and the Infinity Stone comes jarring loose from Ronan's hammer. And Peter Quill grabs the Infinity Stone. Which should have killed him. Should have killed him. Why doesn't it? Because... Wait for volume secret, two. Secret. But what happens is the power is eating. It's consuming him, but he's able to hold it. And lo and behold, Gamora grabs his hand to absorb some of the power. Mm-hmm. And Drax grabs a hold to absorb some of its power. And Rocket and uh, grabs a hold to absorb some of its power. And there they all are. And he goes, how how can you hold an infinity stone? You are mortal. And he, Peter Quill, it's a great line, because we're the guardians of the galaxy. It's such a great line. And he opens his hand, and all the power flushes out and destroys Ronan. And the good guys win. They win. They win. And, and you know what? I think when we look at the good guys, so to speak, in the Bible, and we look at the disciples. This is the power of the Holy Spirit flowing out. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're, I am Groot. <laughs> Let's hold hands and the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon him. And lo and behold, Christ's culture and cinema went Pentecostal. To 70s uh, music. Yeah. To se- oh, it's got to be 70s, 70s music. music. There is the soundtrack uh-huh. to this movie. Unbelievable. The soundtrack to volume two, even better. And we're going to do volume two because there is a thing at that end of that movie. There's not a dry eye in the house. It's good. Little little Cat Stevens going on there too. <laughs> a little Cat Stevens is always good for the soul. Um, but yeah, I, I just look at this movie and I'm just moved by the fact that in the Marvel Universe, this group of, of five characters that really should be working against each other and never ever in a collaborative way come together, work for a common purpose, and that is to guard the galaxy and save the world. Not unlike what the disciples of Jesus do. They come together. They utilize their gifts and skills to share the message of Jesus to bring salvation to the world. Yeah, as you were saying that, the one that came to mind for me uh, was uh, Civil War. Mm. You know, that idea of the differences and the sides. I remember my boys having debates about which one is stronger and looking at the different individual skills. And yeah, let's face it, Guardians of the Galaxy showed that right from the start. Yeah. I always go Thor. God of Thunder. <laughs> I mean, come on. I want the Hulk. Uh, yeah, well, like, yeah, we, we haven't done the Thor movies yet, but Thor Ragnarok is it's brilliant. Oh my gosh, that's one of my yeah. favorite movies. And I never put two and two together, by the way, that Thor and the Valkyrie in the movie. Mm-hmm are also in Men in Black International. It's the same two actors. I haven't watched International yet. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, it's, uh, I, it's not as good. <laughs> Once you lose Will Smith. It just doesn't stand I'll go up. back to Independence Day. And even Tommy Lee Jones, for that matter. So, yeah. But we digress. Hey, let's get to our question of the day. As we consider ponder. Guardians of the Galaxy, here's your, here's your ponder point, uh, folks, as you're digesting your turkey and pie and stuffing and everything else. Where do you find partnerships and friendships that can endure crisis, hardship, challenges, and all that life can throw at you? What holds those friendships and partnerships together? Upon what rock are those relationships built? Now, having said all that, 
Next week, we enter this lovely season we call Advent. And for us at Christ Culture and Cinema, that means we start dusting off the Christmas movies. So Gremlins? Well, we could do it's Gremlins a Christmas movie. We did answer <laughs> last year. Is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And in fact, folks, it, it is. is. Yeah. But no, we're gonna go old school first. We're gonna go in the Wayback Machine. We're gonna go to a young Bill Murray oh, in the movie genius. Scrooged. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.